We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Striking Gold, your 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Network. My name is Rob Lauder. I cover the 49ers for all of you fine folks on the other side of the speaker. Appreciate you tuning in. Appreciate you being here. Come on down. Get yourself a front row seat. Uh, this episode is, as always, brought to you by Price Picks. If you don't know what Price Picks is, it's daily fantasy sports. I mean, you've seen it by now. There's no way you don't know what Price Picks is. But if you don't, you know, you're picking your sport, you're picking two to six players, and you could even combine sports and do combo picks in a lot of instances. Two to six players, and you're picking your stat projections, more or less, passing yards, rushing yards, pass attempts, total completions, touchdowns, sacks, tackles. Uh, you know, in terms of football, you, you're taking all those stats, you're picking the more, you're picking the less between two to six players, and you're watching the winnings roll in. As I've said many times, it is incredibly simple. It is so easy to use. And uh, that's what I've enjoyed most is that I know that, I mean, it could be five minutes before a game and you realize you forgot to enter your prize picks and you get on there and, it, and it's and it's done with four minutes before a game. It's just that simple. Check it out. You're going to want to go to prizepicks.com slash gold as in striking gold. And then you're going to use the promo code gold as well. And that to- tells them that I sent you. And what they're going to do is they're going to give you a first deposit match of up to a hundred bucks. So if you put in a hundred bucks, you're going to have $200 in your account. You put in 50, you're going to have 100. You can do uh, the math. Uh, you're probably much better than math, better at math than me and English now that I speak this way. But anyways, pricepicks.com slash gold. Pricepicks.com slash gold. Promo code gold. All right. Man, and here we are. Here we are. I'm kind of sitting here. I find myself, you know, as I was taking notes for this pod, plenty of little notes for this pod. And, and just to... Bottom line up front, we're going to just talk mainly about the Chiefs. We will get into 49ers and how they match up against the Chiefs, and there'll be some of that in this pod. But I felt like just based on what I was seeing on social media, 
in regards to the way people were talking about the Chiefs and kind of the angles that some media were taking. I just wanted to give you guys, I felt like I wanted to give you guys as much possible information statistically about the Chiefs as I could. Basically, to help make you just a little bit more informed. And that's not me saying I'm more informed than you. I just looked this shit up so I could say it on a pod. You know, but I think there were a lot of people drastically um, underappreciating, underestimating the Chiefs. Now, again, on in the media side of things, on social media, they could do whatever they want, you know. They could underestimate them all they want. They're not in the locker room. You know, It's I've, I've laughed over the past, I don't know, couple months or so about those comments that you get on Twitter. They're like, yeah, but we can't underestimate the Chiefs. I mean, I guess I can. I can do whatever I want. Now, I'm not because that's what this plot is for. But people that freak out about the way other people talk about a team on social media, we're not in the locker room. The players don't get a shit to what we're saying. Don't underestimate them. I'll do whatever I want. I'm going to overestimate them just for you. Anyways, I'm just having fun now. But the first thing I wanted to talk about, and it was something that I was reminded of uh, as I watched uh, the homies over on Candlestick Chronicles, also of the Blue Wire Network, was that, and and I I saw a couple things today. And the first thing was, and this is what I was reminded of by Kyle and Chris, was, you know, that you've already seen it said multiple times, the matchup, this is the matchup that no one wanted to see. And you're like... What? Like, I understand that I'm coming at this from a 49ers media point of view. But I I was like, and then I, I saw Howie Long talking to Kate Adams, the Kate Adams. Um, and he said something like, you know, oh, Brock Purdy, you know, you either love him or you hate him. And I'm like, what, what the hell? Like, are we like completely shielded from what other people think about the 49ers? And I understand the 49ers have been good for the past, you know, five or six years and past five years or so. And maybe they're looked at as like a, you know, a team that everybody expects to be good. Therefore them being in the Super Bowl is not seen as like a good matchup. And I understand that half the country or the whole country was rooting for the lions, all that stuff. I get it. But, I didn't. I just never got the impression that just nobody wanted to see the 49ers and Chiefs play again. Chiefs, I could understand. You know, it's kind of like the Patriots being in a Super Bowl. Uh, you know, they've they've developed into a, a quite the the dynasty. You know, the definition of a dynasty. But I just I didn't realize it that that people were so down on the 49ers. And and once to me, I was like, really, like no one wanted to see the last pick of last year's draft go up against like the new dynasty. And one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time already. I, one of the things, and this is a comment I left on the Candlestick Chronicles podcast, was it blows my mind how numb people are to just how insane and insanely cool Brock Purdy's story is. I mean, if, if, if Brock Purdy wins the Super Bowl along with the rest of the 49ers, maybe even if they don't, I mean... There might be a book, there might be a movie, there might be a miniseries. There, you know what I mean? Something televised may be created on Brock Purdy's bursting onto the scene of professional sports because it's it's just that weird. And that's why I'm kind of like a little blown away. Like, how are people not pulling for this dude? 
a year a year ago, he was a third string quarterback. He was the last pick in the draft. He's the exact opposite of what we've come to expect from these elite quarterbacks or what we've been told represents an elite quarterback. He's the lowest draft pick to ever start a Super Bowl, the only Mr. Irrelevant to ever complete a pass. He was a third string quarterback, you know, a little bit more than a year ago. And he tore his elbow in half last NFC championship. And now he's in and in the Super Bowl. Like how the hell, like why are people not, I just don't understand why people aren't rallying around him. Like, dude, this is such a phenomenal story, but I, you know what I mean? Like, what did I miss? Cause I know that Brock Purdy's quite literally never said anything remotely controversial. He's not controversial. And if anything, he's, a little bit boring, which is perfectly okay. I, I mean, he looks like a small child. He looks bored when he's playing football. Yet he runs around, makes plays, makes throws. Is it because he was getting MVP consideration? Is Has that like soured people to the idea that this guy shouldn't be doing what he is, but he is? You know what I mean? Like, I just, I can't wrap my head around the fact that people don't want to see him succeed. You know, and, and this might ruffle a little bit of feathers and, and it's not necessarily how I feel, but obviously people love to talk shit about San Francisco and the city, you know, and you've, you've all heard it, you know, exactly what I'm talking about. And I'm not saying I agree with any of that by any means. I'm from fucking Fresno, California. I don't have the right to shit talk any city. You know what I mean? But is, does that play into it? Do people just not like San Francisco? So they're just automatically discounting the San Francisco 49ers. You know, I, I'm trying to find a reason that people don't like Purdy. Like, like I said, Howie Long on Kate Adams, and he he was very much in support of Brock Purdy. But he, it was like, oh well, you know, some people love him, some people hate him. I'm like, why would anybody hate this guy? What what did he what did he do? I mean, he shows up to he shows up to games in like Levi's and sweater vests. He's like the most non-threatening NFL quarterback and doesn't like, I don't, you know what I mean? I'm just, I'm just reaching for things here. And what's funny too, is kind of transitioning Jed York talked to the media today. And one of the things that obviously everybody found interesting was he told, or he said that Kyle Shanahan had to have a, you know, we need to talk conversation two years ago in during the off season when Trey Lance was the starter, Jimmy Garoppolo was re-signed to a cheaper deal as the backup, and Brock Purdy was drafted. During that offseason, apparently Kyle Shanahan pulled Jed York aside or pulled him into one of their offices and said, we need to talk, and told Jed York that I believe our third-string quarterback is our best quarterback, which is just wild to think about. Their third quarterback at the time, while they're paying good money to Jimmy Garoppolo as the second string, and while Trey Lance is competing to be the first string, having traded three first-round picks to get him. And giving him a good salary, because any third overall pick gets a really good salary just from the get. And, and somehow, Kyle Shanahan had these stones at that time, that early on, to tell his boss and, you know, the CEO of the 49ers that he thought then that Purdy was 
the best of the three. Like I need, I wish I was a fly on the wall. I want to know how this was said. I want to know the phrasing. Was he, what did he have a straight face? How do you get, how do you have one? How did Kyle Shanahan come to that conclusion so fast, which is crazy, especially because he's right. And how did he say it with a straight face at that time? You know what I mean? Like, and then in that season, Trey Lance breaks his ankle. Jimmy Garoppolo gets hurt. And in comes Brock Purdy the same season, technically that he said that to York. And then Purdy comes in and just lights it up. After Shanahan told him, you know, the offseason prior that he might be like, that's just some, again, movie, Hollywood. Imagine if, if Purdy wins it, they, you know, they might as well start preparing the script now. I know, I know there's, there's a young woman out there that could play Brock Purdy. There's that video where I can't remember her name where whoever was filming him was like, said the girl's name. Yeah, going to the Super Bowl. And he's like, stop. <laughs> he even knew what they were talking about. I can't remember her name though. There's a, I think it's a, a female athlete that, that just happens to look like Brock Purdy's twin sister. So yeah, anyways, uh, I just, I've, I, I'm struggling, struggling to, and I think it just has to do with the fact that the 49ers have been good with Purdy Purdy got MVP consideration. People kind of talked about Purdy in the same vein as, you know, not Mahomes, in the same vein as really good quarterbacks. And I'm not going to say they're wrong, they're right, whatever. I'm just trying to figure out what soured people to this dude that seems like there's nothing sourable about him. I, I mean, why are more people not just enjoying the hell out of a story that seems like it has no logical reason to exist? You know, anyways, let's move on. Um, shorter pod, shorter pod. I'm going to get into my initial thoughts um, on case 49ers versus Casey. And like I said, this is, this is, this pod is very much focused, much more on the chiefs themselves. I figured we'd start with kind of like a breakdown of what the chiefs do and how they got here. And, and a lot of you guys kind of, kind of already know a lot of this, but there's a lot of crazy details in the numbers. Um, And then I'll kind of probably leave the pod off with, Kind of talking about my concerns when it comes to the 49ers. And uh, and then, you know, we'll have two more pods next week. I'm trying to get a guest for both pods. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more with, with definitely more of a 49ers point of view. But again, this is almost like a Chiefs informational breakdown. Um, and, and, and again, it's impossible not to integrate the 49ers into that. But all right. So, you know, again, this this podcast was kind of spurred spurred from the way I saw people talking about the chiefs. And I understand that Patrick Mahomes is technically having his worst statistical season as a starting quarterback. I'm going to pull up, you know, maybe one of the only things I don't have sitting in front of me are his like stats, like right now. Cause I've been looking at everything else. So Patrick Mahomes worst statistical season as a starter. His team went 10 and six. He completed 67% of his passes, which is more than he completed yet last year for 4,183 yards, 4,183 yards, man, Patrick Mahomes last season threw for 5,250 yards. Damn. So 
a thousand yards less this year than he did last year. 27 touchdowns, which is 14 touchdowns less than last year. Um, where's interceptions? 14 interceptions. He went 27 and 14 this season. He had 12 last year. So he's he is statistically worse in, in pretty much every category than he was last year. But last year was one of the most insane seasons by a quarterback ever. But, but, and this is a massive but. I'll get to it because I have some things I want to say first. But remember, okay, so that's his, that's his, that's this season's statistics. Okay, 67%, 4,183 yards, 27 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. Just okay. In, in Patrick Mahomes standards. But let's keep, let's keep going. Okay. Mahomes' Chiefs have been to six straight AFC championship games. They've been to four out of the last five Super Bowls and won, what, three of them? Who'd they beat? The 49ers, sorry. The Eagles. And who's the other one? There's another one in there. Or maybe it's two. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Mahomes is 3-0 against the 49ers all time. 1-0 in the game that matters, Super Bowl. Now, here's where it gets ridiculous. I just told you about his stats this season. Well, here is Mahomes' playoff stats. Again, this year, Mahomes was 10-6, and and I gave you the stats. Well, guess what? Patrick Mahomes has now played in 17 playoff games, which is a ridiculous stat in and of himself that at in, in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven seasons, he's now played in 17 playoff games. I mean, that's absurd. So he's played in a regular season's worth of playoff games. And in those games, he has completed 67% of his passes for 4,802 yards. He also added 458 rushing yards, 39 passing touchdowns, five rushing touchdowns to seven interceptions. And in this year's playoffs, he's thrown four touchdowns for a 100.7 rating, and he's completed 68% of his passes. Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs has had like an all-time quarterback season. That's all purpose. That's 5,360 yards and 44 touchdowns, total touchdowns to seven interceptions. I understand there's no shortage of talk about how good Patrick Mahomes is out there. And I need to stop saying Patrick Mahomes every time I could just say Mahomes every now and then, or maybe Patrick or Patty or Ma. But we have to, we as, as fans of the game of football, we have to realize just how, and I hate using this word in sports, but in this case, unbelievable that is. In the playoffs, the dude has all-time numbers where there are no easy matchups. Every team is good, and the guy has just dominated. I mean, it's, it's hard to even fathom. He's the first quarterback in NFL history to start four Super Bowls before the age of 30. 
And in that season, that season of playoffs, if you will, the Chiefs are 14-3. and That is what the 49ers are going up against. That is what the 49ers defense is going up against. The 49ers defense that has looked awfully vulnerable over the last two playoff games. I'm not a hater. You guys know that. But when I look at Mahomes' stats and what he's done in the playoffs, and then I look at the 49ers' defense and what they've done in the playoffs this year, you can see where I start to have problems and doubts. Because the 49ers' defense is going to have to play a hell of a lot better to be able to hold back that storm. You know, and if we, if we, I mean, I got a few other things in here. We'll, we'll, we'll continue on. Hold on. And you go, and I'm, I've got the box score up here from the first time the, the 49ers played the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Mahomes threw for 42 passes, completed 26 of them for 286 yards, two touchdowns, and two interceptions. To me, if the 49ers can hold Mahomes to that right there in this game, they win. But, but, Patrick Mahomes also rushed for 30 yards in a touchdown. and Damian Williams rushed for 104 yards in a touchdown. That can't happen. And what's, what's crazy about the way the 49ers have played, and again, I'm reading off stats from the last time to play the Chiefs. And again, and we all know that this, the 49ers, the last time the 49ers played the Chiefs, there are very few players on both teams. I think there's 11 49ers that were in the Super Bowl, about like eight of them that are on the field impact players. But maybe the matchup that they played in, what was it, 2021, you know, probably has, no. 22 was last season. Brock Purdy came in for a little bit <laughs> through like an arm punt, I think. You know what's crazy? And this is totally off the cuff. I want you guys to out loud, wherever it is you're listening, who is the, was the 49ers leading receiver when the 49ers played the Chiefs in the Super Bowl? Go. Do, 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 do. Three, two, one. What'd you guess? The answer is Kendrick Bourne. <laughs> now I'm a big Kendrick Bourne guy. I'm not, it's no slight to Kendrick Bourne. But the 40, this, and this will tell you how much the 49ers have changed since that matchup. Kendrick Bourne was the 49ers leaving, leading receiver with two catches for 42 yards. Next, take a guess. Do, 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 do. Kyle Juszczyk. Three catches for 39 yards and a touchdown. Next, take a guess. Debo Samuel, five catches, 39 yards, and one yard behind him was Emmanuel Sanders. Now, the 49ers spread the ball around, but you can just, even George Kittle, he only had four catches for 36 yards. It was just a weird matchup. Raheem Mostert had 12 carries for 58 yards. See, man, the 49ers did almost nothing on offense. Is there a time of possession on this? On this deal? I'm just looking at the box score. 
recap. What's the recap? No, that's just an article. Stop it. Anyways. Man, at one point, oh my gosh, that is, that's terrifying. At one point, the 49ers had a 94, 96.1% chance of winning the Super Bowl. Oh, goodness. Sorry, guys. I don't mean to do this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. All right. So last time they played him, weird, totally weird. Patrick Mahomes, the 49ers, still managed to get two interceptions out of the deal. But that what what gives me pause, and it's not like this. What happened in this Super Bowl has any bearing on what's going to happen in this one. But when I look at when we look at Patrick Mahomes' unbelievable stats, and we look at how the 49ers have performed over the last two playoff games, it just shouldn't give you a whole lot of confidence. Now, that doesn't mean that this 49ers defense is not going to ignite. You know, it's not going to rise to the occasion of the moment, knowing they're playing the same team that beat them a few years ago. You know, knowing that they're, you know, they, that the weirdest thing, and I think Guy Haberman was talking about it today with, uh, with uh, JD was like the 49ers have talked, Fred Warner and Nick Bosa talked about effort and a lack of effort and taking plays off. And not that it's a common occurrence, but, the fact that that is even being spoken about in an 
in 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 a playoffs and NFC championships. And there's that clip rolling around of Chase Young and Kevin Gibbons, like with some of the worst pursuit on a Jameer Gibbs touchdown. Like the fact that we are even having those conversations and, and those clips are even arising in the playoffs for the 49ers is a whole other problem. And I know I'm kind of bouncing around a little bit, but I'm, I'm just trying to find to grasp at some straws on how this 49ers defense that I think everybody would agree has drastically underperformed in the playoffs is somehow going to rise to the occasion against one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever do it. And somebody who before the age of 30 has already placed himself on like the Mount Rushmore of NFL quarterbacks, you know, and I, and I, and I understand you guys have probably heard enough of someone talking about Mahomes, but it's, it's gotta be said. It's gotta be said. I hope my headset is still working. Okay. Yeah, it is. All right. It just randomly told me that my Bluetooth was disconnected. Um, so anyways, I'll, I'll stop railing against that right now. Uh, along with Patrick Mahomes, uh, he leads the NFL in scrambles for first down. He and Kelsey against the Ravens, 11 of 11 for 116 yards and a touchdown. If you want to, if you want to end that whole conversation with some shred of, of positivity, the chiefs were 23rd in terms of turnovers in the NFL, not in a good way. And the 49ers are fourth in total takeaways. Chiefs have given the ball away. And the 49ers taketh away. So, you know, and we're, this is not the entire statistical wrap up of the 49ers versus Chiefs. I'm going to come at you with more, but I, I'm just kind of like introducing you to some, to some things we need to know. All right. So let's get in. And we're going to switch here. We're going to get off Patrick Mahomes and just how insanely good he's been playing. In the playoffs, I understand that he did not have that great of a regular season, but in the playoffs, the guy has been foot like a football titan. Now, and, and on the other side of the ball, you have a Chiefs defense that is a, I'm trying to think of the best word here, just underappreciated, you know, like uh, somehow slept on. I, I've, you know, I, I've seen. Just from some of the things I've said, the Chiefs' defense this season are second in the NFL in points per game. They allow an average of 17.3 points per game. And I believe they are second as well in total yards per game, while the 49ers are third in scoring. So you have a defense that's second in the NFL in points allowed and an offense that is third in points scored. So it's a rock meets a hard place. Seven In seven of their last matchups, the Chiefs defense has held their opponent to under 21 points. And, uh, you know, in relation to that, the Chiefs are 10-0 this season if they score 21 points. I mean, I guess, you know, but that that's tells you that 21 is the number here. Getting into the 20s is is the goal here. But the Chiefs have held seven of their eight last opponents to 21. The Baltimore Ravens 
who put up plus 30 against the 49ers managed 10 whole points against the Chiefs. Now, the Chiefs only managed 17, but that Ravens offense that really, for the most part, moved the ball pretty well against the 49ers only could manage 10 points against the Chiefs. Which to me is like, damn. I mean, they held the Ravens. The Ravens were 4 of 17 on third down. And they had three turnovers. Another crazy stat that I saw on the Pat McAfee show. Through On the season, the Chiefs defense has held opponents to an average of seven points in the second half. Now that Chiefs defense is going up against a 49ers offense that just came back from a 17-point deficit. Something's got to give. Is it the 49ers offense or the Chiefs defense? To me, man, I was going to say, the Chiefs defense has been consistently performing at this level, but yet so is the 49ers. But to me, that also says the 49ers can't necessarily rely and hope for some miraculous second-half comeback like they've gotten in both of their playoff games. Obviously, against Green Bay, it was more of a a last-drive comeback, but this is not the team to do it against for the 49ers. The Chiefs are not the team to save your uh, your gas for the second half. Even crazier, in the playoffs, the Chiefs are holding opponents... The Chiefs have had a total of three points scored against them in the fourth quarter of the playoffs. And that was just the field goal by Justin Tucker against the Ravens. So they're holding opponents during the season to seven points in the second half. And they're holding playoff opponents to three points in the fourth quarter. It's wild. It's wild. Like the... These are numbers that should scare anyone. And I understand the 49ers have an elite offense. And you know what gives me on this department, what gives me a little bit of of, of confidence in the 49ers is the Lions were an elite team against the run. How did the 49ers respond to that? By carrying carrying the ball 33 times for 150 yard 55 yards and 4.7 yards per carry, and three touchdowns. Those are big numbers in any game. And we always talked about that 30-carry magic number. The 49ers can get to 30 carries. If Christian McCaffrey rushes for 75 yards, the 49ers are 12-1. and Now, what that tells you is the, the 49ers, if they get to stick to their game script, if things are going well and they get to continue to hand the ball to Christian McCaffrey, things go well. Something to look out for. Chiefs defense has allowed quarterbacks an 83.6 rating. That's sixth in the NFL. And only six point yards, six yards per attempt. That's third best in the NFL. They have the second most sacks in the NFL versus a 49ers offense that has given up the sixth fewest. A huge hat tip has to go to Brock Purdy for avoiding a good amount of those. I mean, you saw that play when he broke out of one against the Lions and then followed it up with a, a toe tapper to Kyle Juszczyk. But Chris Jones, my goodness, my goodness, my goodness. That man wrecked the 49ers in that last Super Bowl. 
a lot of people I've heard say he is the reason they lost that game. You know, yeah, that I think it was the third down that they needed, and he batted down the pass. And I think that was like his second or third batted pass that game. On the other hand, you've got Colton McKivitz, 49ers right tackle, who's given up 11 and a half sacks this season. But none in the playoffs. So he's 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 recovering. He's recovering. The Chiefs blitz the fifth, fifth most in the NFL, but Purdy is the absolute best in the NFL against the blitz. And a, and a small shred of hope for the 49ers is the Chiefs defense has given up 4.5 yards per carry this season. That's not good. But on the inverse side of that, we haven't, again, this is very heavily favored on the Chiefs. We are going to get into the 49ers and kind of how they compare and match up and where the matchups lie that might decide this game, all that stuff. We're going to get there. We've got two more pods before the game. In in the playoffs, the 49ers have given up like 5.3 or 4 yards per carry. They gave up 6.3 against the Lions, and they gave up 4.9 against the Packers, both of which are bad numbers. Neither of those are okay. Now, the Chiefs' rushing offense can be stifled. The Ravens did it. The Chiefs carried the ball 32 times and only managed 2.8 yards per carry. That shows you how committed to it, though. You know, the fact they were only averaging 2.8 yards per carry yet they committed to 32 carries. They were going to grind out that clock. Against Buffalo, they had way more success. 24 carries for 146 yards at 6.1 yards per pop. And then against Miami, they also had more success. 34 carries for 147 yards at 4.3 a pop. So the Chiefs offense wants to be very well-rounded. Despite how good he is, it's not all in the hands of Patrick Mahomes. And the problem is the 49ers have shown zero ability to stop the run in the playoffs. They weren't even that good against the run on the season, but in the playoffs, they their performance against the Lions was one of the worst teams I've ever seen against the run in a game ever. I mean, you all saw it. Third and 12, and they ran the ball. Chase Young just threw himself out of the play. So, I understand I'm not instilling a lot of confidence in everybody, but that's not necessarily what I'm here to do. I'm not going to blow sunshine up your ass. I'm not going to tell you everything is sunshine and rainbows. I'm not going to tell you they're blow. They're going to the 49ers are going to blow the Chiefs out by 20 plus, and you know the quest for six is finally over. Can they do it? Of fucking course they can. 49ers are chock full of talent, experienced talent, talent that has been in the postseason, talent that's even been in the Super Bowl. But right now, they're just not playing at the level that we've come to expect. And maybe in some weird universe, that's a good thing. And they're they're about to shock the fucking world in the Super Bowl. But that's just not, it's typically not reality. You are who you are. and You are what you are on tape. Tape, don't lie. Turn off the volume. Watch the tape. Tell me what you see. And what you will see so far this playoffs is a 49ers team that has backed themselves into a corner and thankfully, via Kyle Shanahan, Brock Purdy, and the rest of the offense, 
has been able to work themselves out. And yes, even the defense in the second half of these games has absolutely blossomed. Blossomed, you know. But I mean it's you you are you going to are you going to blossom against Patrick Mahomes? The dude that just turns into a completely different beast in the postseason? I hope you're not betting on it. You know, and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. In eleven second half possessions in the playoffs, eleven second half possessions, the 49ers defense has given up two touchdowns. And that's it. I mean, you can three if you count the. I mean, you have to count it because the, the Lions were attempting to come back. Three touchdowns in 11 possessions. So the 49ers defense has risen up to the occasion in the second half. But, I mean, if they're going to beat the Chiefs, they're going to have to rise to the occasion all four quarters. And I'm not sure they've earned that respect. You know, I, I, what do you, I mean, you're just giving them. You know what I mean? Like I'm not just going to give them confidence that they haven't earned. And even you, you listen to Nick Bosa and Fred Warner talk about it. Go to the source. They're not inspired by the way their own defense is playing. Nick Bosa went back and watched the super, their Super Bowl loss to the Chiefs and said, that is a Super Bowl caliber defense. Kind of inferring like that's not how they're playing. And even Fred Warner was basically, you know, I think Grant asked him about how their yards per carry, and he's like, yeah, we're just we're not playing good enough right now. So, oh, man, it's interesting. It's interesting. The fact that the 49ers are, are – what's weird is I the betting world thinks it's weird. The 49ers are favored too. 49ers are favored by like a point and a half, and I saw something saying like 75 80% of the bets, something like that, have all been on the Chiefs so far which is just smart, you know, just on the Chiefs to win, you know, which is how you make money in the betting world. But, oh, last few stats here that I had written down. Chiefs are 10-0 this season if they score 21 points. If they score less, they've never won this season if they've scored less than 21 points. 49ers, unfortunately, are giving up an average of 25 points this postseason. 21 against Green Bay, 31 against Detroit. But if you want yet another little bit of shred of positivity, both the Packers and Lions have had better offenses this season than the Chiefs. Did they have better offseason than the postseason Chiefs? And this postseason, you know, magician magician that Patrick Mahomes transforms into? Probably not, but, you know, it's wild. It's wild. Ponder this, ponder this. So, again, that is just a basically a statistical onslaught of how good Patrick Mahomes has been, how good the chiefs offense has been and how good they were against the Ravens and how good that defense has been throughout the season and in the playoffs. We will wrap into this more. I'll probably repeat some of these statistics under different contexts. We'll talk more about it again. We'll get some guests on here. We'll see what they have to say. And, uh, and we'll ease our way towards the Super Bowl. And and again, I'm not trying to stomp on anybody's hopes or fandom. You know, uh, the 49ers can absolutely win this game without a doubt. Without a doubt. They wouldn't be here if they couldn't. 
but it's it's going to take a team that needs to fire on more cylinders than they have been. And I think that's very fair to say. But all right, again, more information to come, more angles, more context, more matchups. We'll get into the players rather than the numbers. You know, I know we didn't we talked more about numbers. Uh, we talked about Patrick Mahomes, but more about kind of the, how the numbers reflect. Uh, we'll get into matchups, players, players to watch, things I'm going to be looking for, kind of what I feel like the game comes down to, all that stuff, all that stuff. We'll get into it. All right, everybody. I appreciate you guys. Uh, thank you for listening to Strike and Gold. I hope you guys have a phenomenal weekend. You should be listening to this on a Friday morning, hopefully, as long as I didn't record it too late. You know, I kind of, kind of pick and choose my battles here with the uh, with Robert Newton, Newton Louder. I can't even say my own name with Robert Newton Louder the sixth, kind of running the household now. He's doing great though, little little fat chunky kid. But I appreciate you guys. Um, we will be back on here early next week. Either I'll either do it Sunday evening or sometime Monday, somewhere in there. We'll see. Um, and again, we'll have two episodes for you next week, and then we'll be uh, we'll be there. If you guys feel like leaving a little bit more support for the pod, again, just you listening here is the ultimate form of support. If you want to be give a little bit more, leave us a five-star review on whatever platform you listen to it on. If you want to add some words, add some words. I'll read it. I appreciate it. Um, again, prizepicks.com slash gold. Use the promo code gold. Love you guys. Appreciate you. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. I'm Rob. This is Striking Gold. We're signing up. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.